Welcome to Plant-Based on Fire, the podcast that ignites your passion for plant-based businesses. Real Men Eat Plants is proud to host this show, where we shine a spotlight on the latest and greatest plant-based companies making waves in the industry. From startups to established brands, we'll explore what sets these businesses apart, what challenges they've faced, and what their vision for a more sustainable and ethical food future looks like. So if you're hungry for some fresh insights, inspiring stories, and a healthy dose of entrepreneurial spirit, then join us on Plant-Based on Fire, brought to you by Real Men Eat Plants. Welcome everybody to Plant-Based on Fire. I'm your host, uh, Brian, and we are excited to talk about plant-based businesses and their inspiring stories to thrive in the industry. So we have a very special guest today, the owner of Clean Machine Plant-Based Fitness Nutrition and a real champion of veganism, Jeff Palmer. Jeff has been a vegan for 38 years now and counting, and he is a natural bodybuilding and natural physique master's champion. He has accomplished some really remarkable achievements within the plant-based world. He's an author, national lecturer, vegan patent holder, and two-time Nexty winner for best supplement of the year. Uh, Jeff was selected as number 40 in the top 100 most influential vegans by the plant-based news and he created the first all vegan bodybuilding competition in the world. So I am so thrilled to have you here, Jeff, to learn more about your journey and your business and your vision for the future. So without further ado, here's Jeff Palmer. Welcome, Jeff. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to talk the business side. I, I talk the ethical, environmental and, uh, and nutrition side a lot, but I don't get to talk about the business side too much. And that's really the key. Like we have to be an impact in the economy really to help be the change that we're, we're both ho hoping for pushing forward. So um, well, I got a few softballs just to tee up some more context for us because in case I didn't do a good enough justice on the intro, but tell us a little bit more about your personal journey of becoming vegan and how it led to bodybuilding and clean machine. Yeah, so back in 1985, um, I was suffering with clinical depression and um, had a um, healer actually talk me through that. My, my breakthrough was so intense uh, that I quit drinking, quit smoking cigarettes, quit doing all drugs, and quit eating all animal products in one day. Wow. Um, that was March 15th, 1985. But in that moment, in that meditation where it just came to me, you know, hey, you've just been freed from your suffering. You know, how can I pay this forward? I was so full of gratitude from being released from mm -hmm. mental and emotional anguish that I was like, how do I pay this forward? And my higher voice just said to me, stop harming the animals. And I'm like, God, why did I not see that before? Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but that connection to empathy also said, wait a minute, this is this is such an extraordinary event to me. I want to share it with other humans as well as spending the rest of my life uh, being a voice for the animals. Um, because I think it starts with humans. And uh, of course, most humans uh, need a motivation to change, right? That's right. So um, I traveled the world, went to 48 different countries, learning from all different disciples and disciplines on what created motivational change. And it was in a sweat lodge and I realized that, hey, wait a minute, you can take 
heat and trigger a movement of the physical body, this outpouring of sweat, which triggers an outpouring of thoughts, which can trigger an outpouring of emotions, which can connect you on the deepest levels. Yeah. And I'm like, all they did was heat up a, a little <laughs> igloo. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, that's it. If we can take something that people do in their everyday life and push it a little bit farther, maybe that whole psycho-emotional energetic shift can happen with people. I said, okay, well, what's two common things that people do? They eat and they mm -hmm. move, right? Yep. So I'm like, okay, well, there's a great place. It's not woo-woo. It's not way out there. It's not some, you know, drug in the Amazon forest to get a breakthrough. It's exercise and diet. And if you can yeah. shift that in, a, in enough way, it can have an impactful internal shift causing. So I said, great. Well, that's something I do really well. Anyway, I'm mm -hmm. a champion a swimmer in high school and college, I held a shared a record on the relay team. So I was like, I understood the relationship of food and mood and behavior, which was my degree in, in college. I was looking at biopsych, merging yeah. the whole body's physiology with our mood behavior and coming from a place of attempting suicide twice. I was like, this could help a lot of people, a lot of people. Wow. Very, very powerful. Yeah. I mean, I, I, one of my earlier jobs was in emergency department medicine software, and I talked to so many emergency room doctors and I said, what's the key? And they said, diet and exercise. That's, that's yes. the best way to avoid the emergency room that and don't do something stupid, but yes. you know, diet and exercise. Accidents, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It happened, but yeah. yeah, accidents can be, uh, reduce your risk, right? Absolutely. Um, and when people say, oh, you know, but diet and exercise and everything. No, of course it's not. But I look at it as uh, playing Russian roulette. If you're yeah. going to have to play Russian roulette, how many bullets do you want in the gun? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Let's remove as many bullets as possible. Yeah. If you're going to have to play, at least increase your chances of not only just living longer, but living well longer. It's Absolutely. about enjoying life without suffering from disease states. That's what I'm interested in trying to help people with. And when I really dove deep into the science, uh, I, I realized there were some amazing plants out there that could really have an impact on people's health, mm -hmm. but weren't in the marketplace because we have a profit-driven marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> it's not interested. It's a priority. It's not the health and well-being of human beings. It's how much profit can I make selling the cheapest much product as possible. Yeah. And I, w I was reading on your website, I think, you know, there was there was a turning point for you as well, I think, as how you jump-started Clean Machine around that whole thing when you were in the supplement aisles on that front. And then you took it all the way forward to getting some patents and and supplements that mirror that human tissue amino acid stuff can you talk to us about clean machine and that and your couple patents yeah so um uh, i obviously giving up drugs and living a healthy life i am i'm 60 years of age and uh, i'm in the best shape of my life i'm you know benching over 400 pounds at 60 completely drug free so I want to show people the quality of life that you can experience through the whole life. But yeah, I was I was worked for vitamin shop, and when I was standing in the shop, I'm look, okay, on this side of the uh, the aisle, we have all these natural products that are good for health, but don't do anything for your fitness level. When we know fitness has a huge impact on things like diabetes and and Alzheimer's disease and mm -hmm. cancer, um, great reduction with exercise. 
And and I looked on the exercise aisles and it's full of steroid using bodybuilders. And it's like, wait a minute, that's not health. And I said, somebody's got to bring health and fitness back together where they belong. We've bastardized it into this obscene drug abuse as yeah. as the representatives for fitness nutrition. And I'm like, okay, that's that's let's get back to its original nature, which is fitness is an equal part of health with nutrition. Mm-hmm. And why I named it Clean Machine, because I'm trying to encourage people to keep this extraordinary machine that we're born into is clean, clean and free of animal products, free of drugs, free of synthetics. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it's and it's that thing, you know, I I face it in my own family. I face it with, with friends and colleagues and stuff like that. I mean. So what, what is your typical answer? I mean, well, I, I usually say like the elephants and gorillas do it too. So, but like, what do you say to all the men out there that are convinced that they need some meat to build that muscle? Clearly it's not needed. <laughs> yes, I, can, I love it. You already have the sign ready. What, what, what do you think this is made of? 17 inch arms at 60 years old. What do you think? That's made of protein. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so funny that where you get your protein and everyone gets their protein from plants. I don't care what you eat. All of it originated in plants. Yeah. Plants and microbes are the only species on this planet that can make the essential amino acids that make all proteins. Animals can't. We're consumers of nutrition. Plants are producers. They make all the essential fatty acids. They make all the essential amino acids. They make all the vitamins except for B12 and K2. And vitamin D3 we get from the sun, which is not even a vitamin, really. It's a hormone. So everything nutritionally either comes from a plant or a microbe. So why are we taking all this nutrition, feeding it to an animal, then killing the animal and taking its plant nutrition? Just leave the (laughs) animal out of the equation. It's that simple. Yeah. And we cut out so much of the supply chain we don't need as well from the, the business. impact on the environment, the impact yeah. on our economy, the impact on our healthcare system. It's just extraordinary amount of waste. Thirty five percent of animals killed end up in the garbage can. Yeah. We're talking 80 billion animals killed every year and two point seven trillion fish. And there's no need for this. There is zero nutritional requirement for human beings or any herbivore to eat an animal product. As a matter of fact, when we do eat them, we get cholesterol, we get arachidonic acid, we get the things that cause disease states. Heme iron, high methionine levels trigger cancer. It's all there. As soon as you feed plant-based iron, it's phytate-bound iron, which actually can reverse cancer. Once you feed that to an animal, it converts it to heme iron, it causes cancer. You've mm-hmm. turned by feeding that same iron to an animal before eating it, you've turned a cancer preventative iron into a cancer causing iron, and then you eat it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> really? <laughs> I I know. I mean, in the list is honestly endless. It just goes on and on and on with all the stuff. So well, obviously, you know, you're an expert in that and you've been recognized. I mean, again, one of the top most influential vegans. What does that mean to you? <clears throat> it means it means being a better voice for an animal. It doesn't mean anything to me personally. I'm I don't care about ego. I I lived life on the road for uh, penniless. I chose to live without money for two years. Uh, I fasted for most of my time. It, I, my ego doesn't i'm not in this for self-aggrandizement if that happens well great that just means i'm a bigger voice for the animals i'm a bigger Mm -hmm. voice to help people with their nutrition 
I'm a, a voice and I just want to be an example to inspire people because I care about, I've been through that suffering. I don't yeah. want to yeah. see you suffer. Look, I'm 60 years of age right now. My bro Both of my brothers, my father and my mother were all dead by 60. I don't want to see people suffer the way I have in my own personal life. Yeah. And if I can make a business and a living out of doing something that helps other people, helps the animals and helps the environment, my God, how cool is that? <laughs> That's the trifecta right there. That's yeah. the triple win for sure. I mean, you've, you've been in it a long time now. So how have you seen the supplement industry change and that plant-based side of it come into it a little bit stronger? Unfortunately, there's still a huge industry there are people in the industry who are making money because it's something they're doing something they believe in and mm -hmm. then there are other people and companies that are doing it specifically for the bottom line for profiting um, and marketing aspects uh, so i think there's there's still a strong delineation between uh purpose-driven companies and profit-driven companies mm -hmm. um I went out and found uh, uh, Limna and was the first to bring it to market. It won the next the award for best supplement of the year. Uh, that is the top supplement award in the industry. Um, Limna is the most nutrient dense plant ever discovered. It is the only one that can give you in a single serving a full 100% daily value of vitamin B12. There's actually vitamin B12 in the plant. They used to think this was impossible. So mm -hmm. I'm going out there searching for these. I wanted again in 2018 with ahi flower, uh, the richest source of uh, plant-based omega-3s in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. These are <clears throat> extraordinary plants that nobody is bringing to market because it takes too much marketing spend to educate the consumer on. I love educating the consumer on what's the yeah. best in nutrition out there. You know, so that's my passion. I realize I'm going to do things that the larger companies will never do because it doesn't fit their profit motive. You know, it takes yeah. too much, too long to get it up to speed. It takes too much money in marketing spend. Uh, it takes money in investment in the R&D. Uh, it's not going to produce big sales in the beginning. They're all sales driven. I'm not. I can run a company that is human driven that is animal driven, mm -hmm. that is environment driven, and I get to do the right thing because it's my company. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, and that's that's really, I think, why a lot of us get into these plant-based businesses is to, to do exactly that. So I commend you on your efforts. And I, I guess the, the question is, you know, I said it in the very beginning, like there's people out there that don't know what is natural bodybuilding? What does that consist of? And what's the difference between that and the regular bodybuilding? Yeah, so unfortunately, we're seeing a red, uh, the, the top uh, steroid using or drug using bodybuilders dropping like flies. There's been almost a dozen of the top bodybuilders in the last two years that have died at heart attack. Sean Roden, 26 years of age, dead of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. um, this is a combination of things. I'm not going to blame it on one thing, but obviously diet and, and drug abuse are not helpful in that scenario. Yeah. Um, and that breaks my heart to, you know, wife and kids and family that are, are left without a father. Um, you know, is that really worth a few years of looking good and, and winning some awards? Yeah. So natural bodybuilding is completely drug free. It's tested. So your analysis um, um, tested. 
um, to make sure that we're not using drugs. I take pride in accomplishing what I do without drug use and without eating any animal products whatsoever. It's why I created uh, the World Vegan Bodybuilding Championship to mm -hmm. show, hey, look, this is a stage full of people who have do not do use any drugs whatsoever, do not eat any animal products for over a year, and they're on stage showing you what can be accomplished. Um, it's the only all-vegan bodybuilding championship in the world. I'm proud to be the creator and founder of it. That is awesome. And, and that's what I was going to say. What, what's been that response? What advice would you give to other vegan bodybuilders out there? It is, is that you get to really take pride in it. If you know it's the drug doing half of the work or maybe even more of the work for you and it's responsible for that growth, how much pride can you take in that? When you know that's 100% me, my mm -hmm. control of my diet, my intensity in the gym and my commitment to the goals, that's 100% me. I get to own that. There's yeah. something super rewarding about that. And I want to use that to inspire others to say, well, if they can do it, I can too. And let's get in the ring and see what can happen. <laughs> awesome. I may come back to you about some swimming tips for me. That's probably my weakest segment there. But let's talk about the sustainability side of it. Because I, I think, you know, I absolutely did it for the health aspects way back when. But the more research and studies that I've read and, and you know, took my plant-based certificate class, et cetera. It really focuses on the, the, the planet and the sustainability of it. So can you talk about the importance of sustainability in your business and, and the supplement industry as a whole, honestly? Yeah. So one of the fastest growing supplements and, and largest sectors is fish oil um, because people are under this false belief that fish make essential fatty acids. Hint, they do not. Fish do not make essentials, they eat them. Um, so what you're getting is algae created uh, EPA and DHA. It's the fish do not. No animal on this planet can make essential fatty acids or essential amino acids. That's why we call them essential, because we have to get them. All animals have to get them from outside of our body. We can't make them. Mm -hmm. and that's why they're called essential. <laughs> um, so when you look at that impact on the ocean we've wiped out over 50 percent of all life in our, our oceans right now 2.7 trillion fish are harvested every year and that number is going up because people have this false belief that fish is a health food and people say oh so what's the big deal we're going to wipe out the fish and then we would just won't eat fish anymore and i'm like no you don't understand when the fish collapse then the algae overbloom because they have nothing to keep their growth in check. When they overbloom, they rob all the oxygen out of the ocean and they too collapse. 70% of the oxygen you and I are breathing right now comes from that phytoplankton in the ocean. If we wipe out the fish, we'll wipe out the plants that produce the oxygen that keep all life on this planet alive. That's yeah. how close we are to self-extinguishing ourselves because we do not understand the connection between us, <laughs> the fish, and our ecosystem. I, I was just thinking there should be a whole movie on that because we may may cause our doom well before the planet overheats <laughs> on that front. My That's goodness. actually the fastest path to our own self-destruction. And right. we're doing it headlong without any slowing of the brakes. Yeah. Casey Jones, you better stop this train. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, clearly, 
clearly you're a successful plant-based entrepreneur. And again, I commend you on your, your efforts to date. And you're definitely a force of change for the vegan and plant-based worlds. Um, what advice are you going to, can you offer up for other plant-based uh, businesses that are just getting started? So most of the larger businesses will one either steal your ideas or force you out through marketing efforts and, and bigger spend. So one way to accomplish that is to take the higher road. If you do quality products, yes, your sales aren't going to be gangbusters out of the out of the gate. But if they are gangbusters out of the gate, know that big business will soon follow to try to grab those sales from you. So the best way for small entrepreneurs to get started is carve out a niche when you're doing something quality that, that the big businesses won't do anything with. They'll say that's too expensive. It's not profitable enough. It's whatever. I'm not going to touch that and wait till it grows. Then you can have a less challenged environment to grow your own business, but you can do it with integrity by bringing the best in quality to class. It's a harder road, but it's one that's sustainable. I see so many vegan entrepreneurs, I like to call them, mm -hmm. uh, that go out and try to do a business like all the big businesses do. And you can't compete. They can outbid you. They can outmuscle you. They can buy up the shelf space. Even if you go on Amazon, they'll outbid you on all the keyword searches. There's mm -hmm. just no way. I have an organic vegan D3, the first from organic algae ever. And the the bidding for vitamin D3 on Amazon starts at more than the cost of our product. Wow. That's yeah. if somebody clicks on it, you've already lost your entire profit for the product just yeah. to advertise on Amazon. That's what I'm saying. You've got to put you've got to carve out a space for yourself that is not going to be uber competitive, even if you think, oh, that's going to make millions. It's yeah. a better, slow growth, sustainable opportunity if you can find it, if you're in the CPG side. Obviously, if in your services side, that's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's definitely a lot of strategies there for sure. And that's where I do. I do hope that the plant-based network continues to fuel itself uh, on that front. So that and get a mentor. I know so many vegan entrepreneurs have a great idea, but don't understand the execution or market strategies of business. Get yourself a good person or partner with someone who knows that side of the business. If you're a product developer, get yourself a great marketer. If you're yeah. a marketer, get yourself someone who understands the, the retail and e-tail side of the business. Um, so get that help, either partnering with somebody that can give you that strategic advantage or, or get mentorship and help people prevent you from making huge mistakes that could collapse your business before it gets started. Yeah, well said. I'm a mentor for many businesses around the area, and, and I can't <laughs> underestimate that enough that you, you, you need that collection of tribe members to help you drive it forward. So what are your future plans for Clean Machine and, and vegan bodybuilding? We have some really exciting new product launches. Again, we'll be first to market with these, um, including a new protein source that is not currently in the marketplace that will be the most ecologically produced protein source on the planet. Wow. So really excited about that. It has a perfect PD-Cas, which means it's totally digestible. It is novel. Uh, it is the lowest carbon footprint to production. Does, uses the lowest amount of land space. 
it's just phenomenal. I'm excited to partner with this company. Obviously, I can't talk about it too much yet. We're under an NDA. But again, that's what we do. We find these upstart companies that are doing extraordinary things with new plant technologies and bring them to market and get them out there and explain them in a way that we can promote and get people excited about uh, plant-based nutrition. That is awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing that come out in your announcements uh, soon on that front. So, you know, we've, we're going to have a, a ton of people following this uh, podcast and supporting um, our local businesses here. So like, what can the community do to help you? Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I do uh, Facebook Lives every Thursday. Uh, I talk mm -hmm. about all the latest uh, nutritional research as regards to health and fitness and especially plant-based nutrition. Because um, I think once people understand the physiological, beautiful pieces of the puzzle all come together and it makes perfect yeah. sense. Our physiology is very intuitive. And once you can explain I grew up reading studies, so that's my that's my thing. Nice. <laughs> and, but I have a way of translating them to in simple terms that make it very simple to understand. I do that. You can check out our World Vegan Bodybuilding page if you're inspired to to step on stage as a plant based athlete, um, or you can follow us on Clean Machine Fit on uh, IG and Facebook, and of course Clean Machine Online at YouTube and our website. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff, for being here and being one of our first guests on, on the show here. We look forward to checking in with you soon. Love to have you back on the show to whenever you're make, ready to make that big announcement as well. That is all the time we have for this episode of Plant-Based on Fire. So thank you so much, Jeff Palmer, for joining us and sharing your insights and experiences with the community. And uh, until next time, please keep the fire burning. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this episode of Plant-Based on Fire. We hope you enjoyed learning about the innovative plant-based businesses we featured today and got inspired to support them on their journey. Remember, plant-based eating isn't just a trend. It's a way of life that benefits your health, the environment, and animals. By choosing plant-based foods, you're making a positive impact on the world and helping to create a better and more compassionate future. If you want to join the Real Men Eat Plants community and get even more resources to help you go and stay plant-based, check out our blog, podcasts, and 30-day challenge at realmeneatplants.com. Thank you for tuning in to Plant-Based on Fire, brought to you by Real Men Eat Plants. Head over to Apple Podcast and give us a review and let us know what you think of this episode. Don't forget to tag us at Plant Based on Fire when you share this episode in your preferred social media. Wish to be a guest? We need to know about your plant-based business. Email us at pbof at realmeneatplants.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Thank you to our guests and to you, our listeners, for your support and see you next time.